Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! You could say I've been waiting my whole life for this show right here, ladies and gentlemen. We are featuring Miami in our summer vacation. I'm so excited. Let's just get these intros out the way so we can get going. we got a packed house tonight with some great guests. Let's welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. How's it going, Kamesh? I know you've been excited about this one, man. Um, yeah, glad to be here. Uh, glad to be with TSS Fantasy, the show of the people. Let's get this shit going. Let's get these promos out, and let's get to it. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. Let's talk schedule. Let's get all this stuff out. Because I got one game in particular I am super stoked for it. I think you know which one it is. Yeah, and you know what? I have something. When we start talking about fantasy later, I got something for you. I've been wait, I'm going to wait for a great debate between you and I. But let before we get there, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We got a contest right now. You're automatically entered to win a signed Justin Jefferson jersey from Pristine Auction. All you got to do is hit subscribe. Don't, don't pay any attention to Justin's greasy hands. That is plastic over that jersey, so you're good to go, ladies and gentlemen. Just hit the subscribe button. You're automatically entered. No big deal, right? Go to tssfantasy.com. Visit us. Look at all the great stuff we have on there. We have the roundtable, exclusive content from our man, OJ, the Juice is Loose Mayor. He's got his rankings. Also got a couple articles in there as well. We also have the show on your fantasy league, so you want to check that out. That basically what is what that is. If you have a fantasy league, you give us the information. We do a little show on it. It's really fun. A good way to interact with your league. Uh, promotes good banter. Sometimes, anyway. Sometimes, not yeah. Like- I, I always reference it as like it's like ESPN for your league, right? Like you exactly. get all the cool recaps. You get to get interviewed by us. Like yeah, everybody exactly. gets in the studio. 
Let's exactly. go. Exactly. Let's go. So bring that little bit of, of extra element to your league. It makes it so much fun. Also, don't forget the big dogs, the underdog fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We will double your deposit under $100. And don't forget, we're going to have lots of contests coming up, including ones that will include tickets to the Miami Jets game. We'll be on the field prior holding the flag and we'll be in the stadium with us. You want to get on that. I mean, why not get on that? Hello, there's lots of good times. We had a good time last year doing it. We do that because we are the fantasy show of the people. The people. Thank you. (laughs) Right. All right. So, again, we're in Miami, Justin. I hope you got that sunblock on because the doc came by to pay us a little visit. Hope you got it queued up, friend. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. Not not hitting the button. All right, let's go to the doc. He's got a house call for Miami. Hold on. I actually don't have it queued up right now. Okay, so we'll, never mind. We have to wait a second. <laughs> I had a feeling because I seen him there stalling a little bit. All right, well, we can talk about, um, again, we'll go to TSS Fantasy. We got our rankings up. Um, that's current right now. Freddie, I had to kick off there because, you know, he's not very, very active with his rankings. So we kicked him off, but Flanders is on there. We got me and Justin as well. Um, so make sure you do check that out. Justin, how long do you think we're going to be on the doc thing while I'm sitting here? Well, why don't you give me a minute or two? Why don't you uh, bring in our guests for a quick segment and then. All right, let's do that. We can introduce our guests. All right. You know what? We're in Miami. Let's do the little promo. Hit it, fellas. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Love it. Mike Olivia from DolphinsTalk.com. My friend, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me, guys. We are super excited in MIMIA. How about our big man, Ian Big E Burger? Now, I was looking for, you know, what you quite represented, but I did notice on Twitter, you are a Twitter girlfriend magnet. I made sure (laughs) to write that down. Welcome to the studio, brother. Thank you. Thank you guys very much. And nothing gets me more excited on a Friday night than hearing the Miami Dolphins fight song, guys, because this I know we're like eight weeks away from from real football. But I mean, just listening to that brings back some really good memories. Absolutely. Close. So damn close. Let's go. (laughs) Even just that we're eight weeks away sounds exciting, though. I mean, that that really started to get the football feels. We've been doing our summer tour, so we've been stopping around each city. We're in the AFC East this week. So basically, it was kind of had to stumble through the week, throw up my mouth a little bit, um, you know, with the Bills, the Jets, and the Patriots. And, you know, we got through it. But Save now, the best for the last, though, right? Now, oh, my God. It's Friday night. I mean, I got to bring Miami in the building. Absolutely. All right, Justin, how are we looking, sir, on the house call? So the file is a little bit too big on my end, but I think I got it loaded up. Hold on. All right. If it's too much, then we'll just skip it. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. 
hold on one second. I just had to share it in here instead of actually putting in our side files over there. So let's just see. Nothing but professional tonight. <laughs> hey, man. It's you know, it's just like anything else in life. You just sometimes you got to jerry rig it. Put some duct tape on there and fucking let it roll. Well, the problem is. Problem was, we're talking to the doll, you know, about the dolphins. I just can't have the doc that's there for a little bit, bro. Like we had to, we had to have a talk about the dolphins. You know, we talked about two a little bit. Essentially, we can just cut it, Justin. I don't think it's going to happen. But essentially, what Doc was saying, he's actually bullish on Tua this year. Um, you know, I apologize for not being able to get that out, but he okay. likes he likes the rehab that Tua has gone through. Um, the injury concerns has nothing nothing to do with his hip. I mean, that was all in his hand last year. So he's pretty bullish on Tua this year, and he's got he thinks he's going to have a good chance to do well this year. So that was basically the big conversation that we had. Um, I brought up Tyreek Hill just to kind of throw somebody out there. Tyreek Hill, as we know, he he's a gamer, so we're excited for him. All right, let's move on then. We're going to talk to our big guest tonight, and we are going to talk about the Miami Dolphins. Outlook. Spock, give me a hand. Going in, huh? Um, we're gonna I, was, I was going to try it. I was going to try it, but I guess we're right. we, are, we already moved on. We're skipped it. It's no big deal. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> the Dolphins 2020, 20, excuse me, 2022 outlook. So free agency wise, I mean, we brought in the big left, uh, excuse me, left tackle, Taron Armstead and guard Connor Williams, just to kind of beef up that line a little bit, um, who was not so good last year, basically middle of the pack. Saying um, it kindly. Uh, Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, I mean, we're kind of looking at the same product, if you will. But we got, again, I excuse my French for the Miles Gaskins fans, but I'm just tired of seeing someone no, not, not hit the hole hard. It's He's not any good. You got to hit the hole, bro. I mean, period. Um, brought in Cedric Wilson at receiver, but obviously the cheetah Tyree kill. That's the big news um, in the offseason. And Teddy Bridgewater to add some stability there as well. Not much in the draft. We did uh, get some um, linebackers to kind of solve that up a little bit. Um, so O-line last year, by the way, was 18th. That was kind of middle of the pack. Did some things to upgrade it. Also upgrade the defensive line. Or excuse me, the defense. I'm sorry, not much of upgrade, but the 14th last year. Um, on the def- or excuse me, against the run and 16th versus the pass. So pretty much middle ground. Didn't really lose much either. So I'm just going to say my outlook. No, you know what? I'm going to save that for a minute. I'm going to kick it to our guests first. Ian, let's go to you first. Give me the 20, 20, 20, excuse me, 20, 20. I can't even say it anymore. Give me, the Dolphins, give me the Dolphins outlook this year. <laughs> so I am, uh, I'm bullish on the Dolphins and, and actually, if you ask Mike, he he says I'm bullish on the Dolphins every year. I don't think he's he's yeah. seen me in a year where I'm not bullish, but I think this year is a little bit more so. And, and the reason for that is, you know, we, we're keeping a lot of the main characters on the defensive side of the ball. And, and defense was not really an issue for the Dolphins last season. What was the issue? You talked about it. The offensive line, the running backs, not being able to give Tua some time in the pocket. Um, and, and they went out this year and they said that is not going to be an issue this season. You know, so we are going to give to everything that he needs in order to to be successful. Um, you know, and everybody talks about Tyreek Hill, but the interesting thing, especially talking about fantasy, we've got this guy by the name of Jalen Waddle on our team as well. And he carried a lot of fantasy football league uh, games last season. I had him on a couple, so I was really glad. I mean, he was a possession nightmare for other for uh, for opponents. So but anyway, I'll, I'll be quiet because I want I want Mike's opinion, too. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, this is their best offensive roster since 1995. That's a long time. And they went out, they knew the problem was on offense, and they just went all in on offense. They added multiple wide receivers, multiple running backs. They forgot to mention Sony Michelle there at running back as well. They because they had no running backs last year. And I mean, they had guys who actually played, but they weren't any good. They got three capable NFL running backs now. They were already loaded at tight end. It's the same group as last year. And the wide receivers when he had Hill and Waddle. And you also draft Eric Isakoma, who I think is gonna make this team and make some plays in round four. Um, they have much more quality depth at wide receiver, and they lost someone in Parker who just you could never depend on. So I think from a health standpoint, skill positions, they're deep and they're talented. Offensive line, Connor Williams, for some reason they want to play him at center. Don't ask me why. And Armstead is an all-pro left tackle. So they, I, what worries me about this offense is I think it's so good everywhere except that offensive line still has a lot of questions. And if that offensive line reverts – or is only a little bit improved over last year, I don't know if the ultimate result will be the big leap of improvement we all hope for. I think that offensive line is going to tell the story, and I don't know if they've done enough. It's improved because it can't get worse, but I don't know if they've done enough to be a playoff team and to win playoff games with that group. And that's the ultimate goal for all teams. (laughs) So we'll see. Indeed. I mean, you take a middle-of-the-road offensive line. You did improve it, though. So. Middle-of-the-road is nice. They were horrible <laughs> last year. That's yes, why stats are misleading. Stats are misleading, and that is one of them. They were horrid last year on the offensive line. So 18th, 19th, I don't well, If you ever look at PFF, Pro Football Focus, they have the Miami Dolphins ranked 32nd for offensive line, and and that really is probably more indicative than – those numbers because we had we had uh, offense offensive linemen that were giving up rushes to the quarterback more in one game than some people some of the other offensive linemen do an entire season and that was consistent and that was an, a consistent issue and you know what also tells that story is that Tua Tonga Vailoa actually led the league in how quickly. His uh, <laughs> how quickly them. how quickly those passes were coming out of his hands, and that was not by design. I'm sure, sure. it was because he was running for his <laughs> life, and he had to get rid of the ball. So, um, so I, I think I think with as long and the question mark we have is is Tron Armstead going to stay healthy? If he stays healthy, that line is going to see a huge huge improvement. I think. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. 
Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. If he, if he gets hurt and he's out a couple of games, we're kind of where we were last year minus Jesse Davis, which was a huge liability for our team last season. Um, but I still think we'll be, it'll be a bigger challenge for us without Toronto Armstead. Yeah, I think the Tennessee game was the glaring, you know, what the line was like. And I just, I, you know, I was really fed up with two at that moment, too, because I just saw mechanically speaking, I was like, man. But it, again, also running for his life, as you mentioned, it's like, God, you know, it's like one of these things where I'm like, I'm over it. But then it's like, God, I get this guy a shot. You know what I mean? Like, you well, here's the funny him. thing, too, last year, for those of us who sort of watch the team each week and follow the stuff at a granular level. The offensive line, the final three weeks, played their three best games of the year. <laughs> like, it took until weeks 15, 16, and 17, but those were their best three games of the year. And in those three games, Tua didn't play that well. So, right. yes, the offensive line was a huge factor last year in the big picture and how he played. But the last three weeks, he can't use that as an excuse, and he kind of struggled those weeks. So that's really in the depths of which most people don't even look at. But for those of us who follow this team closely – Weeks, uh, was it uh, 15, 16, 17? Because I know they added the game. I always get it confused now. Those final three weeks. Um, were 16, really 17, 18. Game. 16, 17, 18. I'm sorry. See, it's late go. on a Friday. Those were like the offensive line's best three games. And two kind of struggled. So, but overall, if the offensive line isn't improved, I don't care how many wide receivers you got. I don't care how many running backs you got. It's going to be back to square one because – as much as people love Tua, hate Tua, the one thing he hasn't shown is when a, when something breaks down, he can't make a play on his own. And right. I'm not saying he can never do that. I'm just saying he hasn't shown it yet. And if the offensive line struggles again, he's going to have to show it again and or show it once at least. And I don't know if he's that guy yet. So so, so the- I, I, would, I would disagree a little bit, Mike. There have been some cases where the play has broken down for one reason or another, and Tua then decides to – run the ball and he'll get the first down. And one, one play that particularly sticks in my mind is that New York jets where he just bowled over their linebacker uh, and made him jump backwards. So he, I see what you're saying. He's not making the plays that I mean, Patrick Mahomes makes no, on the run. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I'm talking about when stuff starts to break down, you know, mm-hmm. in a game multiple times, put the yeah. team on your back, carry him to a win. He's done. Well, he's not Wilson. Right. And he's not Patrick Mahomes. However, I will say now he has those weapons that, hey, you know what? He could scramble around and be like, yo, I'm in trouble. I'm just going to chuck this thing downfield and let Tyreek Hill go get it. So now he's got weapons also that might be able to bail him out too. There's lots of options here for Tua. With all that said, give me a prediction, Mike. Give me. Tell me what you think this team's record's going to be and where they end up. I have the right to change my mind, but right now in June, of course, um, of course. I see early. them winning 10 games. And I see them second place in the East, and I see them fighting for a wild card spot. And I see them fighting for a wild card spot just because the AFC is so dang tough. Um, they're in the NFC; they cakewalk into the playoffs. The AFC ten wins might not be enough, as we've seen in the past. So, second place in the East, ten wins, fighting for a wild card spot. I think that's where I am right now. Tough role to hold, indeed. What are you thinking, Ian? What's your prediction? I'm 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 going with a floor of 11 wins and a ceiling of 13 wins, to be honest with you. And I, I think they will be fighting for the AFC East spot um, if everything clicks. If it's not the AFC East, East spot, I do anticipate them making the playoffs this season. I don't think I don't think the owner of this team decided to spend so much money 
for all these new additions without the expectation being that they're going to hit the playoffs this season. Justin, not that I care. What's your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> Justin, hold on. So, what's your team, Justin, by the way? I don't think we got this yet. What's your uh, team? San Francisco. I'm a 49er fan. He's a so 49er fan. Right. Oh, Ian, a- we're rooting against them all year because we got their pick. I, we get your fir- first round pick next year. All year. <laughs> he's, a 40, he's a 49ers fan, but he spent all last night slobbing all over the Jets. So that's what I'm interested oh. to hear what he has to say. Oh. Now. Go right ahead, sir. Yeah. Well, I mean, Commissioner Cooper doesn't like to hear the truth. Um, <laughs> here, here's, here's what I think. Yeah, I think that Ian's got it. You know, it's 11 wins. I, I look at your guys' schedule, and after the first four games, you know, the first four games, you got New England, you got Buffalo, you got um, Baltimore, and I think you finish it out with the Bengals. After that four-game stretch, that's going to be telling because I think you guys can win a couple of them out there just because of the surprise factor of what Mike McDaniel's going to do with this offense and Tyreek Hill. But after a couple of those games, I, I don't see you guys walking out 4-0, but I can see you guys walking out maybe about like, you know, 2-2 two and two in that one, maybe 3-1 and one if you can get one over, um, you know, the Bengals. As far as your season goes, I think 11-6 and six is a fair justification. I think you could be very well into a wild card position at that point because we got to remember, not everybody in the AFC West can make it. Like, they're going to lose some games out there. Somebody's going to have to lose out there, right? Like, it's either going to be the Raiders, the Chargers, the Chiefs, I think at this point. You know, I think the Broncos have got figured out something on both sides of the ball to kind of charge them there. So I think you guys have a good shot at a wild card. And as far as your team looks, this is the one thing, being a 49er fan, I'm worried about your guys' head coach. Because... I know the too. Here, That's listen, listen, listen. Not, ahead, I see listening. you rolling your eyes over there, bro. Mike LaFleur does not perfectly transition the Kyle Shanahan system. He leaves a little bit behind. And everybody made a lot of this like noise how, about how Mike McDaniel. Just curious. How, how do I know that? Yeah, just, just wondering. Well, I mean, I watch the 49ers all the time. <laughs> That's how I fucking know that shit. <laughs> so you've seen him, you're saying he's leaving something with the Niners. Right. Well, I mean, so, he's not he's not taking over the full Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan system like he's not running the, the football as efficiently as he should. He wasn't, you, you know, he, he, I I mean, how else do I put it? The Niners were winners and the Jets fucking sucked last year. Like, come on. Um, anyways, so I'm going to move along to the Mike McDaniel situation. Mike McDaniel is supposed to be the father of the Debo Samuel position. Right. He's supposed to be the guy who masterminded it transitioning over, you know, I don't think you want anybody to take that position. You don't want Jalen Waddle to be taking all those hits. You don't want Tyreek Hill to be taking all those hits. I want to see what he's going to do and top it all off. You want those guys catching the ball, not blocking. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, those are guys that transition the blockers. So my thing is either somebody's going to fall off there. I think it's most likely going to be Mike Gusecki. I think he's going to be kind of a bust this year because I think he's going to be asked to block a little bit more for that wide zone offense that they run out there if he transitions it all the way over there. So that's my main thing is I think somebody's going to fall off because they're going to be asked to be a blocker. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if they're going to try to force someone in that role of Samuel because they don't have anybody who fits that role. The exactly. reason I'm worried about him as a head coach is because these young head coaches, and I look at the one with the Chargers last year, thought he was the smartest guy in the room. We're going to go for two. We're going to go for a fourth down when it made zero sense. But he's got the analytics, and I got the numbers. At the end of the day, football's football. Old school football works, and you don't overthink stuff. And I'm 
worried because I see Mike McDaniel kind of cut from the same cloth as Staley with the Chargers in that he might think he's the smartest guy in the room, and I got this new age thinking, and we're going to do this, and it might not work. I don't know if he's going to be that guy. I mean, yeah. But I'm saying he – I see that – I get that vibe from him that he might be that guy, and that makes me a little nervous. I don't know if he's going to be. I hope he's not, actually, and he might not be. But that's why I'm a little nervous until I actually see him in a real game and what he does because, you know, he's a smart guy from Yale, and he gives nice, funny – press conferences, but at the end of the day, when you stand on that sideline on a Sunday and it's and it's either take the extra point, play in overtime, or I'm going to go for two to win the game, when the safe plays take the extra point, you got momentum, and he goes for two and it fails, it's like that's the stuff that got me a little nervous because I these young coaches, you don't know what you're going to get. It's, if you hired Vic Fangio, just an example, you know Vic Fangio, old school football coach, you know what you're getting. These young guys – you really don't know what you're getting these days because they got a whole different mindset. Yeah. And that's the exciting part of it, right? Like it's you exciting look at and scary. Yeah, because exactly. Because well, if it works, you got because if it works, you got the next big thing as your head coach for the next ten or fifteen years. If it fails, you're in the market twelve months later. I still feel like Miami's in a good place when we're debating oh, whether the coach may be going for two or not might well, be a downfall. The end zone, right? My, yeah. Miami is in a good spot indeed. Well, so look, let me go my Look what the head coach places. cost the Chargers last year, though. That guy uh, cost him numerous but, times. But he hasn't been in this head coach position, so we're we're going off of what we think a young, young young coach may do. So let you know, like I said, we're in a good spot if that's what we're debating right now. I'm totally good with that. My prediction, I'm going Ian's upside. I like I'm you know, and I've never liked this. Ian, I have a friend just like you who is always every year, it's Miami. We're going to Super Bowl. I'm like, I don't want to hear it, bro. I drive freaking from Orlando every day. I don't want to hear it. All right. I've seen disappointment. I drive disappointment. So, but this particular season. I like the upgrades, obviously. Listen, I mean, everyone's talking about Tua's arm strength. You don't need a lot of arm strength with Tyreek Hill. You just flip it to him and a man can take it to the house. I think, you know, you talked about the Debo Samuel thing. You're right. We don't have any anyone to play that role. But they could certainly use Waddle and Tyreek Hill in, in certain different positions and in, in a new innovative ways. They don't necessarily have to put them in the Debo Samuel role per se. Uh, but I do like, and again, we talked about the defense earlier Really struggled in the beginning of the season. We saw that. But then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, why don't we do what we did last year and, you know, and start blitzing a lot? And look what happened. All of a sudden, it turned into um, freak nasty again down in Miami. So I like Miami a lot this year. I don't see them, though, even with 13 wins, I don't see them win the AFC still. Buffalo Bills still are the kings of the East. And until we beat them, like Ric Flair says, to you beat them, you ain't going to beat them. Or excuse me, to beat a man, you got to beat the man. And right now, we ain't the man because we got to beat the Bills and they own our butts. So that's Woo! where I am with Miami. <laughs> that's where I am with Miami. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to test your Miami fanhood. I got some fun questions. We're going to play My Fantasy Feud. We'll be back in a minute. Hayden, we love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game yet. Still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. 
In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So we at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. So you put them up, reach the skies, let the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog. All right, guys, I know you haven't played Fantasy Feud before, but basically it's Family Feud, essentially. So I'm, I don't have any fancy buzzer. I'm going to ask a question. You guys will shout out the answer, whoever gets it in first. Basically, we'll get control of the round, and then you'll have three strikes. If you don't get them all, the other guy gets a chance to steal. Okay. All right, guys. I'm a horrible of trivia. <laughs> it's time to play the Feud. <laughs> Brad? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have a long game tonight. I think you guys know what you're talking about, and we're about to find out. All right. I'm just going to pass to Mike every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First question on the board. Top five answers. Here we go. Name for me the top five rushing TD leaders in Dolphin history. Larry Zonka. Larry Zonka. All right, Mike, you got control, my friend. Go right ahead. He um, was number one on the list, by the way, with okay, 53. Number one. Let's go uh, Ricky Williams. Ricky, run, Ricky, run. Number two with 48. We're right in order. Jim Kick, and I'm not cheating either. Jim Kick. Jim Kick. To steal it. No, he still got, he got, remember, he's got the three strikes. He's got three strikes. That's right. Okay. See, we've had so few good running backs, it's kind of tough to figure out who the heck's after those top two. We've got a couple of them. We know who's who. Uh, I think I already know one. Let's go Mercury Morris. Mercury Morris. That's a cool name. Everyone loves Mercury. He's number five on this list with 29. Yeah, these next two are going to be. So you got number three and four out there. Um, God, I'm probably not going to get these next two. Uh, Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. Yeah, that was a weak ass. Um, last one. <laughs> no, I mean I knew it was a weak ass. Um, does Tony Nathan count as a run? Yeah, Tony Nathan. Tony twenty two Nathan. <laughs> oh hell no! 
your chance to steal it. Three and four is out there. I'm going to try Ronnie Brown. There it is. Ronnie Brown, the wild cat. Ronnie Brown. Good job. Oops, I hit the wrong one, but good job. <laughs> no, I didn't even hit it. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I won this. I can't believe I won it. Good steal of the round there. No, he was number three with 36. Number four on this list, guys. Number 33, the basketball legend, Kareem Abdul. Oh, wow. Wouldn't have come up with that one. Would have figured Indeed. Out. All right. Let's go to question number two. <clears throat> top five answers on the board. Give me the top five leaders in receiving yards in Miami history. Mark Clayton. Mark mm. Clayton. All right, Mike, you rang in first, so you got control. Mark Clayton was number two on this list, 8,643. Mark Duper. Mark Duper. He was number uno on this list, 8,869 yards. Nat Moore. Nat Moore, he's going down the list, number three. 7,000. Seven thousand. Yeah, yeah it's a I know. Right, you're right. We used to have a quarterback who could play. Um, <laughs> this one's a little easier. Um, there, now the last two, I'm going to say Warfield, although I don't know if he's not on that list. I'm going to go Warfield. Paul Warfield, not on. Yeah, because they ran it so much back then. Um, is Jarvis Landry on that list? Jarvis, Ooh. the Juice Landry, love you, bro. Oh, God. I know. I, see, there's one I'm missing that I don't You're, gonna kick, gonna you're definitely going to kick yourself for sure. Chris Chambers? Chris Chambers. Gotta love. Miss Mr. A. Miss him very much. 84. What the hell am I forgetting? Number four on this list, 7,005, or excuse me, 5,688. So you're missing number five. See, that's going to be tricky. Um, him. I don't think he played here long enough. Um, I'm going to say Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> All right, Ian, I, I you, don't think I got this one, but I got a name I'm going to throw out there. I'm going to say Ronda Gadsden. I don't think he's. Oh, the oh, big O. Oh, uh, I, I almost know, said dude. that, Ian. I almost yeah. said that, too. Man, that's a good one. That'd be someone from the 80s. Has to be Number from five the 80s. on this list OJ McDonald. That was the other one. That was the other one I was thinking about, too, is OJ. I was thinking of OJ. 74 yards. If he's watching, he is cussing you out right now. All right, let's go. You guys are all tied up. Mike and Ian, let's go. Top five answers on the board. Give me the all-time sack leaders in Miami history. Cameron Taylor. Cameron Wake was first, I heard. 
Ian, you controlled the round since you got your answer in first. You got number. He was number two on this list with ninety-eight. Uh, Jason Taylor, probably Jason number one. Taylor, wow. Number um, number one, one hundred and thirty one. Let me go back. Oh man, this is gonna kill me now. Um, all right. Um, I'm gonna say Agma, even though I know that's not right. Uh, no. <laughs> Let me think about who else we got. Trace Armstrong? Trace Armstrong, man, and he delivered against Buffalo in that AFC wild card. Never forget that. Again, very good. He's number four on this list, 56.5. Excellent. So you got uh, one, two. You're missing three and five on this list. Okay. Um, how about... Is Marco Coleman on that list? I don't know. Marco, boy, that was back in the day. Love him. Oh, I gotta I go back. I was a big Marco Coleman fan. I loved him. I even had the the Halloween version of his card where he was like a cobra. I remember, like yeah, that's, he was that's how awesome. way back that was. First round picked out of Georgia Tech. I loved him. Ian, you got one strike left. Where are we going? I know this. Um... I'm going to go what, what, um, Baumhauer? Baumhauer! Boom! <laughs> no! Mike's going to get it. It's got to be part of the series. One I, know, one I know for sure. Alright, let me hear it. Jeff Cross. I don't Jeff Cross! Listen, I was thinking I like, killer bees. I couldn't think of all of I them. I begged that guy yeah. on Facebook to come on this show because I've always wanted to say when I played Techno Bowl, that was, oh, the he was great. I played yeah. on defense every time when I play with Miami. Um, the number five, fifth person on this list, Halloween. Doug, Halloween. Doug Better. Doug Better. Yeah. 43.5. All right. Now I got a good question for you guys. This is a good one. I, I brought this up last night and I'm gonna bring this up every week because I like this this question. This is this is a tough one, so it's really gonna test you here. Top five answers on the board. Give me the Dolphins highest winning percentage per opponent. Your top five. The Bills. The Buffalo Bills. I don't know why you'd go there. I'll tell you why, because they went the entire 1970s and they won 20 times in a row against them. That's why. That's true. Playing the numbers. Gotcha. They didn't lose <laughs> once in the entire decade. I hate to tell you through the 90s and now they're catching yeah, up. I know. I thought they would kind of pad the number. <laughs> Ian, you got a guess, sir? Oh, I got a guess? Uh, yep, I'm going to say do. the New York Jets. The New York Jets. You guys are off here. <laughs> We end up playing them so often. That's yeah. Why that's I'm the thing. Like five hundred against them, I think. Oh, um, good. Mike, we got thirty teams, so you're gonna eventually. What are you guys gonna go? Get one of them? I know one. Cincinnati, ahead, Mike. The Cincinnati Bengals actually Bengals. were on the list last night as well. 
They are on this list. Miami at number four on this list. They are 17 and seven all time against the Cincinnati Bengals, a 708 winning percentage. Wow. All right, Mike, you nice. control. I'm going to go the St. Louis, Arizona Cardinals, whatever the Cardinals fall under them. All right. The Arizona Cardinals. I'm trying to think of teams who've stunk. They are number two. (laughs) They're number two on this list. Miami is 10 and three all time against the Cardinals, a 769 average. I'm just going to go with teams that stink. I'm going to go with the Browns. The Browns. Oh, fat fingers at work again. My bad. No Browns on this list. Lions. The Detroit Lions. Good guess. We feel like we own them on Thanksgiving. All right, you got Um, Cardinals and Bengals, two and four. So you got number one, three, and five left. I'm trying to die to know who's number one. Um. Let's go with. Can't be that many. Lost to them too much. Gotta be like an NFC team. Um, Seattle. The mm. Seattle Seahawks. Good guess. But no. But no. All right, Ian, this is your – you got to do this because if not, Mike won the last round. He's up 2-1, so you got to get this to steal. You got to steal to move on or Mike wins the game or we go into the bonus round. <laughs> this is tough, Ian. Don't feel bad. <laughs> like I said, this is a tough one. This really tests you. But this is a cool stat to know because if you got a buddy who's a fan of these teams, you'd be like, yo, I own you. All right, so think, think hard, my friend. Think real hard. I'm going to go Tampa Bay Bucks. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers – I have never heard someone say so many wrong things one after the other consecutively in a row (laughs) sorry Ian not this time I'm dying to know Congratulations. I'm getting to it. I'm getting right. to my congratulations, Mike. You are a winner tonight. We will play your little little music here in a second. Oh, let's, great. Let's reveal the answers. Number one on this list, the Rams. We are 12 and 2 against the Rams. 857 nice. average. The um Bears come in at number five at nine and four. Um, They are 692. The Carolina Panthers are number three, five, two, 700. The bonus question tonight, by the way, probably wouldn't have worked because Mike isn't in Miami. And I'm just going to let you guys know because we're celebrating all of Miami. This is from Miami.eatery.com, the best five places to get a Cuban sandwich in Miami. Number one is 925 Nuevos Cubanos. It's actually in Fort Lauderdale, so I don't know how it falls under this list. Enrique's Sandwich Shop is number two. Havana's 195 Cuban Cuisine um, is on there. La Comer, I can't even pronounce that. <laughs> and Fifth Market. Um, and Sanguish do Miami is number five. I can't, I, I, I'm hor- horrible okay. with pronunciation. That was the white boy coming out. All right. Congratulations <laughs> to our man Mike. We got to play Go his Mike. winner. Go, Mike. Nice job. <laughs> nice I love job. that. 
And for our loser tonight, oh, yes, oh loser we have, we have, some, oh we have something in a tradition we like to call the dumbass of the week award. So you get nothing, you lose. Good day, sir. Not for lack of, not for lack of trying, and those were some toughies, so no big I love deal. It. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial here. We come back, we're gonna talk about fantasy rankings. I can't wait to get into this in Miami style. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Want to give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch? <laughs> Say less. We got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own fantasy league. Night, 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 sorry, and now possible play. You're on your way. <laughs> now we want to bring that professional, fun, and creative side to your fantasy league. And you can do it for as low as $5 extra per owner. Oh my. I will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league. Create more fun, friendly banter. And give your league that extra real life feel that you didn't know it needed. forward to interacting with you and your league soon don't forget tssfantasy.com go visit it today get signed up we are the fantasy show of the people all right now it's time to get in the meat and potatoes of tss it's rankings time are you ready Let's get into the quarterback position. Tua, my man, Tua. All right, 2021 finished at number 26 overall. That was with 13 games played, just as many as Zach Wilson. Isn't that interesting, Justin? <laughs> um, I can't, this season, look, we talked about the improvements of the line, the obvious improvement at their receiver position. There is a big upgrade in the running back position, even though it's not one set guy. It's a platoon of better guys. I love the offense upgrade. It only means good things for Tua. I currently have him this year 18th. Like, I'm not going crazy because there's still got a temper expectation still. As a Dolphins fan, I do understand tempering expectations. Tua, though, will improve from last year. 18 is where I got him. Justin, where you got? 26. Right where he was, where he finished. 26. Sorry, boys. I got to be realistic about it. Look, I'm not a tour lover. I played down the middle. 26 is too low. I think 18 is probably more accurate. I think Mike, Mike, I got to get better. He has to. I I mean, I have some. That's what you hope. That's what you hope. I don't hope. I know you have. 
I've been waiting. I was. I haven't checked Justin's rankings. I was just waiting to hear what he said because, 26. sir, good kind sir. Last night you went on this show, right? And yeah. you told the world, America, well, yeah. the point zero zero point eight that watched. You told <laughs> you told the little bit Tonight. of America, that little bit of America that listened that Zach Wilson is going to be number twelve QB. That's oh, what you have. Hold on a second. Hold yeah. on a second. Hold on a second. Elijah Moore is better than Tyreek Hill. CJ Uzuma is better than Gusecki. Cedric Wilson is better than Jalen Waddle. The the Miami offense is completely way better than the Jets. Way better. Offensively, they have way more weapons. I could sit back there and throw for 5,000 yards. There's so many weapons on this team. How can you justify putting Zach Wilson, who, by the way, was 30th last year with the same amount of games Tua played. So Tua was playing with, excuse my French, Broke ass, uh, freaking Devonte Parker, who can't fight for any deep, any kind of jump ball. So, and you're telling me with the improvements on this receiving front that Zach Wilson is going to be a better QB. In fact, almost you got him. What'd you say, 26? You got Zach Wilson almost like three tiers ahead of Tua. Please explain. Uh, yeah, easy, easy enough. Um, so you said. Elijah Moore, Tyreek Hill, I agree. Tyreek Hill is a better wide receiver. He's fat. Actually, no, he's just a faster wide receiver. Let's face it. At this point, hands-wise, Elijah Moore is pretty damn good. They're about the same size. Elijah Moore is not nearly as fast as Tyreek Williams, so he can't make that grain-breaking play. You said you compared Cedric Wilson to Jalen Waddle, which is funny because in your fit, you didn't realize that they were the two on the same team. You know what I meant. So, but you can be funny. Right, about you know what I meant. And you know that you ain't got no argument here. No, no, no. I, no, I do. I do. See, you're not listening to my argument. You're throwing me off here. Zach Wilson has a better arm. He has more uh, elusive nature. You know, he can get outside the pocket and show that he can run more consistently than one game against the Jets. Um, let's see. He's got a better offensive line right now. He's got a more established offensive line and a line that finished 11th last year, got better, got a guard that fits their system. And he has two running backs that are better than your entire stable. Okay. Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Ian, Ian, I've been waiting my whole life for this. I got this. Mike, go ahead. I'm gonna let you go in. Please. Go ahead, Mike. By the way, by the way, I voted for you guys to have an 11 and 6 record. I think you have a good team. I just I don't like your quarterback in fantasy. That's fine. I don't love him either. <laughs> I am just middle of the road on him. I'm not crazy in love with him. I don't have the crazy hate like some people do. I'm middle of the road. The only thing you said that, had, that I even remotely agree with was the Jets offensive line is better. It is much better. After that, you understand Tyree kills a first ballot Hall of Famer. He has a first ballot Hall of Fame career right now. He is head and shoulders better than, than I like Elijah Moore. Yeah. That's like comparing two to Mahomes. Been hurt. <laughs> that's like comparing two to Mahomes. Okay, you can't compare Elijah Moore to Tyree Kill in any way, shape, or form. It's not even remotely close. That's number one. Number two. One, I was just following up on that one. I was just following up on a comparison Commissioner Cooper made. Okay, I never directly compared them. Either way, they're not even in the same conversation. Second, Tua, twenty-six last year with zero help. Which, okay, 26 is probably where he was. I get it. Just by default, he's going to go up four or five spots. Just by walking on the field, he's going to go four or five spots with all the weapons they got. I'm not saying he's 12. I'm not even saying he's top 15. I think 18, you want to go 17 or 19. That's the range he is. And I don't think think even Ian would say 
that's probably unfair. But 26, there's no. Not in a league when you've got Mitch Trubisky, Daniel Jones. I'm sorry, Andrew Zach Wilson. You know, this elusive live arm. If he's thrown to the other team, it's a live arm. Yeah, because he ain't hitting his own team last year. He was brutally bad. I saw him play against Miami that last game. He was not good. They ran one trick play. Right. One. And that was one time they got any yards in the whole game. So, Zach Wilson at 12. There's no friggin' way Zach Wilson's higher than 20. And that's being kind. And Tua, you know, he ain't top 15, but 18's about right. All right, Ian, get in there, man. Get in there. I, I, I'm I'm probably in the 15 to 18 range myself for Tua. You know, if I'm, I'm drafting a... a an NFL draft oh, or a, you know, fantasy football fantasy. draft. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to be my number one. Uh, you know, I, 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 I joked with some other dolphins fans. I picked up Justin Herbert, you know, as I could, I, I picked up Josh Allen as I could because I knew that they were going to be thrown for a lot of yards. And, yep. you know, until Tua actually does that, he's going to be, he's going to stay within that 15 to 18 range, but Justin, <laughs> Justin, 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 uh, you know, numbers, and, and I know we're talking about where we expect the quarterbacks to be this coming year, but numbers completely, the statistics completely disagree with what you said about Zach's accuracy. He was ranked 29th in the National Football League from zero to nine yard passes. Think about that for a second. And how did Tua do with zero to nine yard passes? Now, that was probably the majority of throws that he made. But from an that's pretty much where his noodle arm ends right there is about nine yards. And, and, and right, exactly. So, but the bottom line is the other part, intermediary throws, and I don't have two of his numbers, but I have, I have Zach Wilson's cause I just, I love the Google, right? Um, 29th in the national football league. So what yeah. you're telling me is that Tua, who was the most accurate short throw quarterback, who didn't have any time in the pocket to throw long passes to any of his wide receivers. And when he did, he had actually a pretty good reception rate, a good accuracy rate for those long throws that he was throwing. So you're saying Zach is better than Tua. I don't, I don't see it. And, you know, and uh, maybe I'm completely wrong. We're talking about the future. We're talking about, you know, rubbing our crystal balls. So we don't really know, but uh, but I look at past. Hey, you do that on your own time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got all the we are after nine thirty on a Friday <laughs> night. So you never know what happens after nine. Here's what I'll say though. Here's what I'll say about Zach Wilson. If he gets top twelve, it means one thing: the Jets are so bad, they're so far behind in a lot of these games. They're throwing the whole second half. Yeah. If he's top twelve in fantasy, just think that about might that. Be a point. Just just think about that. That's very possible with this season. It's possible. That is possibility. Here's another thing for you guys to think about. Here's another thing for you guys to think about. Jalen Hurts was a top 10 quarterback. How did he do that? For the most part, it was garbage time points. Yeah. Correct. You're right. right. But you can't bet a fantasy. That doesn't make Zach Wilson. 12 still. All right. All right. Let's move on. I'm just saying a bad quarterback can do it. You know, I think Zach Wilson has more of the mechanics develop wise. He can develop into a better quarterback. I don't think he's a very good quarterback. You guys are right. Let, let's move on from the QB position. And I, I was going to talk about the running backs. I would talk about <laughs> I would talk about the running backs, but honestly, when you're talking about a fantasy perspective, I would stay the hell away as of now. Maybe Chase Edmonds, PPR-wise, 
maybe. But right now, look, you talk about Sony Michelle. He's in the he's in the papers talking about I came down here to be a starter. Um, you got Chase Edmonds, who's you know he, obviously he was number thirty-seven last year with a split backfield with James Conner. Um, Raheem Mozart might stay healthy enough to bust out a few runs. So who knows? Either way, we got a good platoon of running backs. But in fantasy, never good in fantasy. Stay away from him, indeed. <laughs> I am. Exactly. I do want to bring up obviously the receivers. So we got to talk about Tyreek Hill last year seventh, and it was so funny. I did not look at last year when I did this year's rankings, and man, it's crazy. Tyreek Hill last year seventh. Where do I have him this year? Seventh, same spot. Jalen Waddle last year, 20, 21st in the league. Where do I have him this year? 22, just one step wow. back. Wow. Just one All step right. back. And only because I don't know how this offense is going to work. We talked about it earlier. Who's going to be that guy? So who? I don't know. Maybe maybe both these guys kind of equal each other out. And maybe I think that's right. So, I think you're so out. Because Hill's going to take away some of the passes Waddle saw last year. So right. for Waddle, he's going to – it's not going to be bad. It's just it won't be more than last year, I don't think. And Hill is going to take a yeah. little bit of a slide back, probably not having Pat Mahomes, clearly. So I think both of those, Hill's probably still top 10. Kevin in the same spot probably makes sense. Yeah. Waddle, I don't see him going up any. If anything, just from a fantasy perspective, he'll slide down. I think those are fair. Yeah, and I, I left Cedric Wilson off that list, just so you know, Justin. Deep right, sleeper, what, though. What, no, he's he's have matchups. If he can be healthy. If he yeah. can be I, healthy, you're right. Absolutely. I was going to say. There's your third man right there. There's your roster spot at the end of your draft. That and Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert, remember, was one of the fastest men, even faster than Tyreek Hill a couple seasons ago. All he needs is to stay healthy. Yeah, no, totally agree. All right, we got, we got a little bit of time left. I do want to talk about Gasecki real quick. Number 10 last year. Again, didn't look at my list. I got him 11th this year. Again, you talk about it, Justin, maybe taking a step back because of the way this offense, they're going to actually have people who can put it in the end zone. So hopefully we're not going to be stuck at the goal line like we always are. So hopefully yeah. we'll see a little more of that. Gasecki takes a little bit of step back, but he's still a big target and he's got great hands. So you still got to rely on Gasecki, especially in the Renzo, because who knows how position, you know, how the how gameplay is going to play out. Um, Justin, you said you said earlier uh, you were a little down on him. Where you got him? Well, just because of you know the offense, I think he'll maybe shift to being more of a blocker. Um, I mean, but at the end of the day, like you said, he's a red zone threat. I'd like for him to be a more established red zone threat. I feel like they go to him, and sometimes he really just drops the ball, or you know, something happens in the red zone where he you don't take advantage of the fact that he's a six four behemoth mega athlete. And you're like, okay, you would think there's your target, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. So I'd like for that to happen more. He's uh tight end 12 for me right now. So just in yeah. that bottom top tight end category. So about the same range. Ian, what do you think, sir? I actually think he might go a little bit higher than, than what you are both thinking. And here's why. We don't have Devontae Parker anymore. Devontae Parker was the tallest player on the team. And, and he did catch some of those 50-50 balls. And when you look at the type of player that Kiseki is, number one, he is a master for the one-handed catches. We, we've seen a few of those over the last couple of seasons, you know, but he is going to be your 50-50 guy that if you throw it up to him, he's going to be able to make a play. Because if you think about the size for the rest of the guys, the only person that could match up to that from a wide receiver perspective is Preston Williams. But we don't know if he's going to make the team or not at this point. You know, he he's looking more and more like he's going to be the yeah. odd man out. So, when you look at the height and the size, you're going to have to go with Gusecki because Tyreek is smaller, uh, Waddle is smaller, Cedric Wilson's probably taller than the two of those guys. But um, I I would not be surprised, honestly, if you see more going to Gusecki. Um, 
just just for a sheer size. Yeah, I will just want to comment real quick though. Mike Isecki, I'm done with the one handed. Use two hands, please, and just catch the damn ball. I don't, I don't need to see the highlight. Hey man, I get excited when I see that stuff. I will tell I, you. I, I hear, as long as as long as he catches it, of course, yes. I'm all about yes. it. Um, all right, so we're coming up against it. I want to give you guys some plug time. So, Mike, let everyone know where they can find all your great stuff at and where we can follow you and all that good stuff. Go to the website, DolphinsTalk.com. We have you covered with commentary, news, podcasts, videos, everything you need. It's your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins. As I always like to say, you know, people are always so busy. they got jobs, work, and stuff. If you just want to catch up on the day, what's happened in the last 24 hours on the Dolphins, go to DolphinsTalk.com. Check all that out there, and you can follow me on Twitter at Dolphins Talk, and I do a show with Big E every Wednesday night. Okay, I didn't know that. We're going to have to make sure we check that out. All right, Big E, where can you find all your good stuff, the the Twitter chick magnet? So DolphinsTalk.com, that, that guy over there. Um, every Wednesday we do a podcast. During the offseason, it's a little every other type of thing. But, yeah. um, but then on Twitter, you can find me at, at ian six nine three. Uh, and then on YouTube as well, you can find me, Ian Big E Burger. If you search Big E, you have to type in Miami Dolphins or else you're going to get a Big E who is a wrestler who is a recovering wrestler at the moment. So, um, but yeah, so that's where you find me. And uh, and I'm on Facebook too, just my first and last name. But Are I'm you guys going to have a match over that name? No, no. I, you know, here, here's, here's what Where I do. When I, see, the page? I want to be your manager. I want to be your manager, Ian. I've always died to be a pro wrestling manager. I will die. Maybe Let's just be why. very clear about that. That's probably we'll why cheat. I did step down today. We'll he, cheat, he Ian. Know. You'll win. I promise we'll cheat. I can cheat good. Yeah. He's going to slide you the nuts. Slide your breast knuckles, a chair. Boom, we're one. You guys can do it. Listen, it's been an awesome time tonight. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Love celebrating America's team tonight, and good luck this season. Hope we can have you on again later this season. Thank you again, guys. Thumbs up, everybody. Thank you. We appreciate everyone, and we, for the AFCs, are out. Uh, Let's get ready to run. Wrong one. My bad. That's all right. That's that's not the outro, Jason. Exactly. That was that was champs or chumps. Uh, let's get ready to rock. We're on a mission. I got you.